This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. This is Peter and Tricia welcoming you today to Great News and God's Views, a week, half-hour weekly broadcast on Free FM 89.0 Independent Community Media. We can be contacted by email at greatnews376 at gmail.com. That is greatnews376 at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you. Today's worship theme, God has given us spiritual gifts to equip us for his service. Gifts of the Spirit A gift is an act of the will. The Father has appropriated spiritual gifts by his free will to all his children. If Christians really want to be used by Jesus, it will pay big dividends to search out their unique gifts and begin to make use of them. An examination of the gifts helps one determine how they may be used in the church. We read in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, beginning at verse 1. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I would not have you ignorant. Ye know that ye were Gentiles carried away unto these dumb idols, even as you were led. Whereof I give you to understand that no man speaking by the Spirit of God calleth Jesus accursed, that no man can say that Jesus is the Lord but by the Holy Ghost. Now there are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are diversities of administration, but the same Lord. There are diversities of operations, but it is the same God which worketh all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. For to one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom, to another the word of knowledge by the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another the gifts of healing by the same Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another diverse kind of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. But all these worketh at one and the selfsame Spirit, dividing to every man severally as he will. The Spirit says, Jesus is Lord. The Spirit of God comes to dwell with people who extend an invitation for him to enter their lives. The early Gentiles Christians developed out of a raw paganism where fanaticism ran rampant. They were swayed by anything. Paul wanted to produce rock-solid Christians who were not influenced by any strange doctrine. He guarded his flock against emotional excess, hysterical behaviour, self-delusion and mistaken theology. It only happened when they understood that Jesus was Lord. The basis of legitimate spiritual behaviour is ushered in by God's Spirit in today's church. Sanctioned spiritual life comes through individual belief that Jesus is Lord. The Spirit gives usual spiritual gifts to individuals who believe that Jesus is Lord. God's giver of gifts is the Spirit. 
He lends gifts for either short or long term, sometimes for a lifetime. The specific purpose of such gift giving is to glorify God. Paul lists some of the gifts in the text, including wisdom. Aristotle described this word as striving after the ends by using the best methods. The ultimate goal is, of wisdom is striving to know God intimately. Knowledge. This gift is the nuts and bolts of wisdom. It is the method for using the wisdom for God's glory. Faith. This gift moves beyond the saving faith to the realm of moving mountain faith. William Barclay reminds Christians it is a passionate belief that makes them spend all their energy on the action of belief. It is faith which turns the vision into deed. Healing. This gift is the ability to treat people in an holistic fashion. God has endowed some to speak the word of faith for the physical healing of others, but be careful. This gift can be perverted easily if eyes are taken away from Jesus. Miraculous power. Missionaries speak of the spiritual darkness and oppression brought on by demonic powers in their service areas. The function of the church is to minister to the minds and lives diseased and deserved by Satan. Exorcism still plays a part in our world through the power of the Spirit. Prophecy. This gift can be translated as preaching. It is not necessarily the ability to, of foretelling, but forthtelling. The preacher who lives close enough to interpret the heartbeat of God has this gift. It is to be used by the person who rebukes, warns, guides and advises believers. Discernment. The ability to distinguish real from false characterises this gift. The church needs people who can distinguish between what God wants and what the devil deploys as real. This gift steers the church away from overindulgence, hysteria and fanaticism. Language is an interpretation. <clears throat> On Pentecost, the band of 120 Christians spoke in languages to evangelize as they interpreted Peter's message to a diverse crowd. But as time passed, this gift became unintelligible sounds in no language. Sadly, this gift was robbed of its purpose and worth. The legitimate gifts are still needed and given. People have been empowered by God's Spirit to speak to crowds in their language, but the language was unknown to the messenger. The purpose was evangelism. Let the church use this gift to grow the universal body of believers, not to divide the church. The snapshot of the early church pictured an alive, vital group of believers with excitement, spirituality and gifts from God. Today's church needs a reprint of that picture. Our first music today on Great News and God's Views, Count Your Blessings, written by John St. Oatman, Jr., who wrote 200 gospel songs and hymns every year for over 20 years, making a total of over 5,000. He would only accept a fee of $1 for each one that he wrote. Count Your Blessings.
In 1994, the prestigious journal Science shocked the scientific world by publishing sequence data from DNA retrieved from dinosaur bone said to be 80 million years old. DNA is a fragile molecule, and so it breaks down quickly. Measurements of DNA stability suggest it could last thousands of years at best under the likely conditions. But 80 million years was just too incredible for other sceptical scientists. Eventually, these sceptics were vindicated, as it became apparent that the original researchers had sequenced contaminating human DNA, not dinosaur DNA. However, in 2012, a different group of researchers published new results supporting the discovery of actual dinosaur DNA. These new results appear much harder to disprove, with the researchers applying multiple checks against contamination from non-dinosaur sources. The preservation of dinosaur DNA doesn't make sense from an evolutionary perspective, but it fits biblical history, whereby dinosaurs lived thousands of years ago, not millions of years ago. To find out more from Creation Ministries International, visit our website, creation.com. You are listening to Great News and God's Views on Free FM 89.0 Independent Community Media. Our next music, On With Christian Soldiers, is a 19th century English hymn. Words written by Sabine Beringold in 1865, the music composed by Arthur Sullivan. The Salvation Army adopted the hymns as favoured processional, and the piece became Sullivan's most popular hymn. The hymn's theme is taken from references in the New Testament to the Christian being a soldier for Christ. For example, 2 Timothy 2.3 Thou therefore endurest hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Onward Christian Soldiers.
Don't miss the signs. Ignore the wrong signs when you travel and you have a miserable trip. A physician trains to recognise the signs of illness. Sign language enables people with impaired hearing to communicate. Signs are important. The Gospel of John records seven significant signs from the life of Christ. Jesus told a wedding for the first of these miraculous signs, which revealed his glory and brought forth faith from his disciples. We read from John chapter 2, beginning at verse 1. And the third day there was a marriage at Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. And both Jesus was called and his disciples to the marriage. And when they wanted wine, the mother of Jesus said to him, They have no wine. Jesus saith unto her, Woman, what have I to do with thee? Mine hour is not yet come. His mother saith unto the servants, Whatever say, saith unto you, do it. And there were set there six water pots of stone after the manner of the purifying of the Jews, containing two or three firkins apiece. Jesus saith unto them, Fill the water pots with water, and they filled them up to the brim. And as he saith unto them, Draw out now and bear unto the governor of the feast, and they did it. When the ruler of the feast had tasted the water that was made wine, and knew not whence it was, but the servants which drew the water knew, the governor of the feast called the bridegroom, and saith unto him, Every man at the beginning doth set forth good wine, and when men have well drunk, then that which is worse. But thou hast kept the good wine till now. This beginning of miracles did Jesus at Cana of Galilee, and manifested forth his glory, and his disciples believed on him. God signs his glory in the ordinary. Where do you expect to encounter the glory of God? At a wedding? Not if you're the parents. My wife and I nearly divorced before our daughter's wedding concluded. What rating does a wedding have on the stress chart? Imagine how the family at Cana felt when the wine ran out. At a wedding, Jesus revealed his glory. God hasn't left himself without witness anywhere. We quote from Romans 1, 19 and 20. Because that which may be known of God is manifest in them, for God hath showed it unto them. For the invisible things of him that from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. He frequently signs his glory in the ordinary events of life. His signature is on the mountain landscape and the rolling sea. He manifests himself in a grandchild's smile and a grandfather's prayer. God signs his glory in the extraordinary. The water did turn to wine, was the beginning of miracles, but certainly not the last. A gospel song declares, I've been living in miracles because I believe in God. He continues to reveal his glory in the extraordinary. You hear the reports, he healed me from cancer. God took away the addiction. I've been free from this crippling desire for 15 years. Jesus enabled my wife to forgive me and preserved our marriage. They said I wouldn't live another year. That was 10 years ago. God had other plans. 
God sometimes signs his glory in the extraordinary display of power. Do you believe the signs? When Jesus revealed his glory at the wedding, his disciples put their faith in him. Faith-encouraging signs are all round us, but we often are not looking for them. We want something spectacular when God has chosen the ordinary. Jesus asked, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? Will he find us living by faith and responding to God's glory when we see it on ordinary days or an extraordinary way? Jesus himself is the ultimate sign of God's glory. Are you missing him while looking for a substitute sign? Remember what he said, Blessed are those who have not seen and yet believed. The African impala can jump to a height of over 10 feet and cover a distance greater than 30 feet. Yet these magnificent creatures may be kept in an enclosure in any zoo with a three-foot wall. The animal will not jump if they cannot see where their feet will fall. Faith trusts what we cannot see. Faith trusts Christ. Mary told the servants what is also required of us. Whatsoever he saith unto you, do it. Jesus tells us to believe, do you? Follow me, he invites. Do you? Anything less than obedience is not faith, even when you recognize a sign of his glory. You are listening to Great News and God's Views on 3FM 89.0, Independent Community Media. Trust and Obey One night at a Dwight L. Moody evangelistic meeting, a young man stood up to testify about his confidence of salvation. He said, I'm not quite sure, meaning he really wasn't certain that God would save him from his sins. And then he continued, but I'm going to trust and I'm going to obey, meaning that he planned to trust God for his salvation and do what he could to obey God's will. These words were quickly transformed into a hymn chorus, Trust and Obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. Soon the author had five stanzas to go with the chorus.
This is Peter and Tricia thanking you for joining us for great news and God's views today on 3FM 89.0, Independent Community Media. We invite you to listen every Sunday from 9.30 to 10 for a presentation of historic Bible-based Christianity, highlighting preaching of the Word, classic song, hymns and spiritual songs. We use only the King James Bible, the authorised version. 89.0 is live-streamed from freefm.org.nz or new tune-in and now on Amazon Echo devices using the FreeFM89 Alexa skill. We would love to hear your comments on this show. We can be contacted by email at greatnews376 at gmail.com. That is greatnews376 at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you. Thanks for listening to this Free FM podcast. If you want to hear more content like this, you can support Free FM via Patreon. Head to patreon.com/freefm89 to find out more.